Welcome to another episode of Work-Life Unbalanced, hosted by Jason Lichney, a branding and marketing expert, graphic artist, and entrepreneur, and Regino Romeo, Chief Human Resources Officer, HR Expert Witness, and Forbes Author. Whether your workplace is your true north or things are going south when it comes to work, it's always something. This show is brought to you by CPS HR Consulting and sponsored by LinkedIn Talent Solutions and Oracle Public Sector. I'm Josh Goldman with music and Matt Michaelis. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Regina. So in our last podcast, we talked about um, sort of the DEI structure changing Mm -hmm. And moving toward uh, what is a 2021 and forward think and beyond. 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 (laughs) Nice, I like that. Uh, (laughs) Desired org structure, right? And Mm -hmm. um, part of that is the emergence of ERGs, employee resource groups. And Mm -hmm. I know that pre-pandemic, we had a conversation with LinkedIn and one of their... um, I think it was the Asian American ERG yeah. uh, or something mm-hmm. that that uh, that he was in charge of. Um, it would be interesting to go back and listen to that particular podcast and re-interview again, him again and re-interview you know, a, a, year, again a year on. What does and, that look and like? See, the see how that yes. see how that's changed. But you know, in all of this DEI space, ERGs are probably more of a known acronym these days mm-hmm. to what they were pre-pandemic, um, pre social uh, justice movement. Um, and as we're planning for uh, desired org structures and kind of bringing our uh, diversity chief uh, more forefront within the organization and mm-hmm. even client-centered, how are the ERGs viewed these days and how, how are they being leveraged within organizations um, to bring about the DEI change that they're looking for? Well, I think that the ERG structure um, presents a really good opportunity for an organization if they do it well, you know. So I think what happens a lot of times is some employees, you know, people will look at the organization and say, okay, well, I don't feel like I'm included in this or I'm not a part of that. So you start to gravitate toward people who are like you. And so then that ERG just kind of organically evolves, but you don't necessarily have a plan about why you're talking to that person. So I think if we talk about what the purpose of an ERG is and what their mission is, how they're formed, how they're structured, and how you can leverage those groups to be beneficial for an organization, it will cut out a lot of the heartburn that comes from it. Because I think sometimes the perception of what an ERG is, is like, you know, there are groups that are over on the fringe or there are people that are just over there venting, people are just complaining all day or whatever. But really, if, if, you're, if you're building those lines of communication with an ERG, that's a goldmine of information for an organization because those are really the people who are on the front lines doing the work, looking at your organization from the ground up, you know, as far as your hierarchy is concerned. And that can give, and, and trust me, they will give you that raw feedback. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. no, I, I, I love this question, Jason. I think, uh, you know, when I reflect on this and I look at the arc in the terms of the development of ERGs, I think it's very similar to collective bargaining units, unions in the United States, in that uh, there was a need for unions, there was a deficit, and unions 
uh, you know, were created, they provided a service, but then there was also uh, an evolutionary process, or there needed to be an evolutionary process because times have changed. And I think when uh, ERGs developed, there was a deficit because most organizations, whether you're talking about local government space, cities, counties, special districts, what have you, most of those organizations, when they were created, they were not diverse. They were not welcoming. They were not inclusive. Times have changed. Uh, so uh, I think the purpose and the scope of ERGs has changed. And I think it's incumbent upon those leaders and those members of the ERGs to constantly evolve, to educate themselves, mm-hmm. to to shift in such a way that they are still providing value to the institutions mm-hmm. of which they're a part of. Right. It's uh, come in from the cold. Absolutely. You know, not operating on the fringe. Right. And, and, and we at CPSHR, we have uh, a philosophical approach to DEI of cultural intelligence. Um, and we recognize that diversity is all-inclusive. It's not just about, it, it's more than just protected status. And because it is all-inclusive, it is incumbent of ERGs to recognize that they are a factor. They are not the factor. And when they look at the world, the invitation is to look at the world through the broader cultural intelligence lens rather than I'm only going to see the world from the perspective of my ERG and it's all about me. Live or die. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. yes, yes. Because actually when they look at the world for them, from through the perspective of just their own lens, I think they actually do more of a disservice. I think so too, because then it becomes there's a chasm, right? You know, and you can't cross it because it's right. just kind of like, okay, well, so y'all are over there, and then this other group's over here, and then what you find is that organizations just start creating. Then you got twenty ERGs, absolutely, and, and <laughs> you know, it goes back so. to agreement versus acknowledgement, right? Rather than what you're doing is you're just exchanging one worldview for another worldview, mm-hmm. as opposed to recognizing. There are multiple worldviews, and we get to we hold can space. Exactly. That peaceful coexistence. So, Jacques, as you're mentioning, you know, kind of or, or drawing parallels between an ERG and, like, a union. Mm-hmm. And we all know that uh, unions and management always get along. Right. Always. Historically, right? peace in the valley. That's my favorite part of being a CHRO is okay. being at the His, table. Historically, <laughs> Not. unions right. and management, you know, just love to hang out. Right. Right. There's Absolutely. no conflict ever at all. At no. all. Ever. No, no and, table banging, no chair throwing, and, nothing. And do so, strikes even exist anymore? Yeah. yeah. And so if you're if you're talking that in ERG is kind of like a union and then you have the organization as a whole, but then we can have like, I don't know, seven thousand ERGs for, you know, everything, everything <laughs> right. from from veterans to yeah, uh, I'm going to start an ERG whatever. for women that are six feet and over. I mean, yes, l- legitimately, I think right? Idea. I think yeah. I, I think so too. And I think maybe where the where it goes sideways is wanting to continue that chasm, you know, to to continue to have that difference between labor and management, or union and non union, or ERGs and and the greater population. Right. So you can continue to feed that narrative because there's always going to be somebody who's like, sure. you know, banging the table like no, you know, and and wanting to have that. But I think where we do ourselves a disservice is continuing to parse ourselves out and say, okay, well, I'm going to be a part of this group which means you're not a part of this other group. And we don't talk about 
intersectionality. We don't talk about how we can collaborate. Even if you are a part of this other group, are you talking to the other ERGs? Are you all battling for resources? Because my experience has been that employees by and large all want the same thing. So whether you're black, white, Hispanic, you know, living with disability, a veteran, a, a single parent or whatever, you all want to be seen, valued, heard and whatever. And I think it's important for the ERGs to understand that and have what I call like a more of a United Nations structure, Absolutely. you know, where everybody Absolutely. comes to the table, right. you have a, 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 rep, a, a delegate, if you will, or a representative from each group. Cause I think you'll find that everybody's like, Oh, you guys want that too. Oh, okay. So now we can put our resources together, put our voices together and maybe bring about some change instead of battling for, you know, that. that so I totally agree with resource. you. Regina, do you feel that this um, balkanization is, the result of a lack of effective employee engagement? I mean, because if, if organizations were really engaging their employees, mm -hmm. both at the individual level, team level, uh, and people felt that they were a part of the organization mm -hmm. and that they mm -hmm. were truly valued, heard, right. appreciated, right. acknowledged, I'm wondering what would be the impact of or the effectiveness of ERGs in that space right. as opposed to the space where people feel like, I need to be, I am not being acknowledged, I'm not right. being heard. So I'm going to go over here exactly. and, and, and talk to my people right. where I am going to be heard. Well, I think it's, I think it's in two parts. Mm -hmm. I think one of it is definitely a lack of conversation and good communication within the organization, Definitely. which kind of forces someone out on the fringe. Right. So when you get out on the fringe and you're looking around for where to connect, that's where a lot of those things, a lot of the groups form because they don't feel like a part of the larger organization. But what happens is the second part of that, the, the, the unintended consequence of that is then the organization is going to be like, Oh, okay. So you guys are already over there. All right, cool. So you're talking amongst yourselves. Okay, cool. Now we don't have to do anything. Right. So it becomes that disconnect. And the more that the longer that that goes on without having that conversation come back to the organization, back to the executive level, it just continues to feed itself. So you could stay out on that island right. your entire career, you know, and never have that connection back to the mothership. Agreed. And I think, uh, again, coming from the transformational coaching space and transformational development space. I think what gets to happen here is that ERGs recognizing that they are part mm -hmm. of the whole, but they are they do not constitute the whole. Right. And right. as opposed to these, you know, zero sum win lose scenarios. Right. And you're all how, battling. You right. Know? How do we come in and how do we create win win like how do I create a win-win situation for my ERG and all of the other ERGs? And it's, it's, it's cross-beneficial. Oh, absolutely. You know? And absolutely. instead of having a bunch of you know cats in a pillowcase, basically, where it's just right. kind of like everybody's in there scratching right. for whatever little bit that they get, it's like, well, how can we have a, a, a wider range conversation? Because I can guarantee you that the, there's so many people who fit into so many different you know ERGs exactly. and so many different groups that... Again, they're all looking for the same thing, but right. I don't think that those conversations are always what's happening. It's so, like, but what about me? So yeah. the, the, most of the ERGs that you've had experience with or that you've seen in different organizations, are they structured and do they, do they have like an overarching manager? Uh, no. no, they are. They are. <laughs> So who runs, like, if I roll in... Everybody. Right. <laughs> they're self we, we call that self-directed. <laughs> right. so, so every ERG's essentially run independently 
structured independently. Yes, he formed and, independently and, and, and everything and, and independently. Right, yes. and let's comment on this. I think there's a reason that, uh, and, and this would be a wonderful support that we could give our clients because um, governmental agencies adopt a hands-off approach because they don't want to go down the path of collective bargaining. So these aren't formal bargaining units. They are employee-led, employee-driven. They're advisory in nature only. It's not a meet and confer. So because they're this uh, hybrid creation, you know, I, I am not familiar in fact, I'm uh, quietly going through my <laughs> my, Rolodex. my mental Rolodex, and I there isn't. I think it it remains. I'll say it positively, Regina. It's a growth opportunity yes. for our clients to lean into this process to make the ERG process and the ERE structure more effective. Because right now, I don't think it's effective in because, any. Because in I'm any thinking realm. about from our perspective when we're talking about. Um, you know, this chief diversity officer being in charge and, and external and internal within an organization, and then, you know, essentially setting the stage or the strategy for these ERG groups to uh, have a framework that they can follow, have even a agenda or topics or mm-hmm. things that they're working through across multiple ERGs at the mm-hmm. same time, right. and then coming back together, like you said, with a UN type of approach of sending your delegates and let's work this out to get like... Mm-hmm workshop this thing right uh, on a monthly basis versus scattered scattered get in a room and now we're complaining, fighting we're about, complaining uh, yeah. about you Absolutely. know uh, uh, whatever situation there yeah. is because i i mean i can understand where you'd be drawn to that right right because you're <laughs> right. like okay i want to get in a room of people that have similar perspectives viewpoints background mm-hmm. as me because i have a bias of similarity right and so uh yeah i want to hang out with my buddies and Affinity i bias. i want to yes. yeah and i want to talk i want to talk crap about whatever we're going to talk right. crap about right. because that's right. just what we want to do because we got time yeah today. we got time right and and we're getting paid to have this complaint. moment <laughs> you know and so we're we're gonna go ahead and do that and yeah. uh but at the same time that isn't really helpful but you, to right, the great, because you've been the, doing that for 10 years you know yeah, what do you have right. to show for it i already you know? i already have done that i got my couple of buddies right. recall i'm like can you believe blah 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 blah, blah. and and we didn't get anywhere right from, you but know? i feel better because yeah. you know i'm gonna complain regardless but i think that's where a lot of um when when you're talking about what ideal ERGs look like where a lot of them fall down because um, you would you definitely 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 before you even call yourself an ERG you have to have a structure you have to have a mission you have to have some type of framework in place okay do we have a chairman do we have two co-chairs what is the authority you know that that's there do we have a line to executive management do we have a line to our city council or our ceo or or whoever it is that we want to have our voices heard by and then how are we going to operate as a group that is looking for progress how are we going to track our progress from year to year did we bring something forth that is going to be beneficial for our group, the next group, the folks across the street, across town or whatever, that is really useful because it's very, I mean, (laughs) I'm a complaint regardless personally, you know, where it's just like, I'm going to find some friends and we're going to sit around in a room and just say, yeah, you know, I can't believe. And we could be as reactive 
as we'd like, but is that productive? You know, is that like a good use of your time and energy? Or are you going to say, you know, let me find a way to collaborate. Let me find a way to say, here's what my concern is as a, a, a disabled veteran or a single parent or whatever, because this situation over here is not working for me. So maybe we can talk about doing this, this, or this. Right. No, I think it represents an opportunity. Uh, it represents an opportunity for ERGs and for uh, local government agencies, mm -hmm. for everyone really to to reexamine the structure right. and how do we create a more effective structure. And I think, I'm sorry, and I think a way to do that is to align what your needs are, not on a personal level, um, but align it with what the mission and the vision of the organization is That's and what it. the business is That's and it. kind of saying, okay, well, in order for us to meet our business initiatives, here's what we can contribute, but here's what we need to make that happen. Exactly. Because it's very easy for me to say, well, you know, I want this, this, and this based on my, you know, whatever label you want to put on me today, other than fantastic, um, you know, to just say, okay, well, but that's really personal, you know, how I feel about something personally. And it may only benefit three or four people. And organizations aren't looking to do that. You know, right. they're looking for something that's going to be a little more widely beneficial, uh, uh, you know, that really is going to resonate with the employees and the communities that they serve. No, absolutely. I think we could talk about this for, this is a great topic, Jason. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> it, thank it, you it. for lobbing that across <laughs> <laughs> home plate here because we could be here for right. quite a few well, hours. I mean, but, I think, but it's, it's yeah. relevant. It's, it's yeah. timely. It's relevant. And it's, and especially since the world has shifted and shifted again, um, as a result of the events of uh, the spring and summer of 2020, I really think it's incumbent that organizations and employees begin to have these really meaningful right. conversations. Yeah. Do you think there's a limit to how many ERGs an organization should have? <laughs> well, I would say there's a limit. Uh, I would advise a yes. limit. Well, I mean, because it, it can get out of control. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, I want my six foot and over, you know, group, but I mean, what is, what do I really need other than maybe some, you know, better furniture in the office, you know, or, you know, when we have a, when I used to work for LA County, we had a um, pool vehicles, you know, where uh -huh. you can like check and they were all like bumper cars, like little matchbox cars. I'm like, what do you do for the employees that are six foot or over? The seat is already as far back as it goes. Now I could form an ERG and start to complain about that and maybe lobby for, you know, something that's not a Prius. Yeah, like but, a <laughs> but, you know, but nonetheless, you know, they're not going to be looking to accommodate that, you know, and yeah. I could, you know, that could be my cross to bear for the next 20 years. But I think if an organization has... Another thing that's sometimes missing is that executive sponsorship for the ERG and really, again, having those conversations, um, because I think what ends up happening is I'm not getting what I need from, you know, these established groups. So now let me add on another group and let me add on another group yeah. and let me add on another group. And then the next thing you know, you do have 29 ERGs. But what are they all doing? <laughs> you know, where, and how did an organization even begin to address all 29 agendas. Right. And that's why I went back to the question that I asked you previously about employee engagement. Mm -hmm. when, when people feel that they don't have an outlet, that's right. when, 
you know, all of these. Oh, we're going to have ERG number 37 yeah. now, you and, know. And right. so I think for, for employees and for management, I think you can reach a point where it just becomes untenable and yeah. just unmanageable and, and, not and not effective. Right. And not that they have to all collapse into, you know, two or three groups, but right. there's just, there, there's, there's a point, there's a sweet spot and it's different for every organization where the number and the volume is really addressing what is needed in the employee space versus, okay, we're going to continue and continue and continue to splinter off right. versus find a way for us to come back together. And, uh, you know, there, there, you run the risk of are the ERGs in and of themselves, are they welcoming and inclusive? Right. So for the black ERG, are you welcoming all black employees right. or right. are you welcoming a certain group of black employees? Right, right. Because so you, you can, can, go down you can the have <laughs> exclusion inside the inclusion. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, a, that's, a very real, that's right. a very real issue, Jason, that I think that uh, everyone, employees and uh, management, really needs to examine in order to determine effectiveness. Well, thank you both very much. Um, again, it's always a pleasure. Good question. And, uh, <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> we'll move on to the next part in our, our DEI uh, journey. DEI journey. journey. Yes. But thank you yes. very Star much. Dates, it was a pleasure. <laughs> you know, 2021. And that's a wrap on another episode of Work Life Lawn Balance. Oh, yeah. I got to learn more about our show. <laughs> And our hosts or sponsors, visit WLUBradio.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. All shows are produced by Jason Lichney and Regina Romeo and are recorded in the CPS HR Consulting Studio in beautiful Sacramento, California. All music is written and performed by Matt Michaelis. Check out all his music at mattmichaelismusic.com on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download music. Until next time, I'm Josh Goldman. Thanks for tuning in. Good stuff. Is your mom still in town?